I've heard people say things and I went, nope, nope, you can just have my money. I'm leaving because I don't want to stay here and run the risk of getting infected with your silly bullshit. Can you breathe? All right. Hey, <laughs> hey, welcome to Whiskey, Lead, and Steel. Feelings hurt while you wait. It's the official podcast of the Aggressive Defensive Solution. Is there an unofficial podcast? There better not be. There, there you go. We're the one and only. It is the official, unofficial, and every other podcast of Aggressive Defensive Solutions. I'm Lee Curling. This is Rick Sutton. So, Rick, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about, um, thanks to uh, our friends at Women With Weapons, we're going to talk about um, how do you handle disagreements about range safety or range protocols. And... Uh, the, the W3 came out and they were shooting with us, uh, as they often do. Great bunch of gals. And so one of the people said, hey, we were at a match or we were at a range. I forget exactly which it was. And there was a guy who was talking about range safety and, and range protocols, how they wanted to do business. And it was counter to not only what we had taught, but also to what they taught on several other ranges. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, hey, um, what should we do in a situation like that? Naturally, I had, a, I had a terse and smart-ass answer at that point in time, which is not the one that we're going to give you today entirely. Um, but it was a good question. And um, so then some of the other folks that we've been around have said, hey, yeah, that's actually a pretty good thing. And uh, Amy, uh, who's our wizard, pointed out to us that we should make a podcast out of this. Thank mm-hmm. you for the suggestion, Amy. Um, so, all right, Lee, when you're on a range, if you're at a range and somebody has some completely batshit crazy ideas about safety and what you should or should not do, how do you handle that? I, you know, I'm going to one step back. You were talking about range protocols. Yeah. And, and, and if it's, if, if, I think a range protocol, if it may be counter to other things that you've done, it's pretty simple, right? If a range has a set of procedures or a set of protocols in place, you kind of have to follow that. Unless. Yeah, unless uh, they're. Unless they're in your opinion or anyone else's opinion inherently unsafe yeah patently unsafe yeah very well and and a lot of ranges have certain rules that might be a little bit more strict because insurance or concern over look everybody's different yeah with the match we run a cold we we run a cold range with with the match because you never know who you who you've got yeah um so i think you kind of have to caveat that to be sure and that makes sense right um but you, if you get out on a range, um, indoor shooting range, outdoor range, any range, um, you know, safe, safety needs to be ever you know paramount to everybody, right? Everybody's mind. Um, I, I think that the, the easiest thing to do on I, I think you, you gave the, the I think the best advice if someone is running a range, yeah, that is inherently unsafe. It's just time to leave. Bounce. Right? I mean, just bounce. I mean, mean, it's... Okay. Right? We're we're, we're two minutes in. Uh, There you go. I guess we're done. No. But anyway, yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, it's... If you're there and you're participating and it's inherently unsafe, yeah, it's it's just time to bounce. Well, see, and and so... Here's my my catch on that. So, mm -hmm. anything to do with handgun, anything to do with firearms, period, Mm -hmm. is inherently, to a degree, unsafe. It's automatically unsafe. 
inherently dangerous. It's inherently dangerous. It's inherently dangerous. So it's inherently dangerous. So you you understand that, and then you you mitigate that through logic and following good rules. But as we as we've said time and time again, there are things that you have to do if you are if you want to carry a gun for defensive purposes or offensive purposes, one or the other. Um, there are things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to draw. The draw with a live weapon is a little more inherently dangerous than picking an empty weapon up off the table, loading it, and shooting. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you got to understand the difference between a acceptable risk level mm-hmm. and then what is not safe. Perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. So I've got a student, nice guy. Um, he came out and we were doing recovery drills. And during a recovery drill, he didn't want to put his finger on the trigger. So every time the gun went off, he took his finger off the trigger. And I said, okay, well, why are you doing that? Well, you got to be safe. I said, well, I understand you got to be safe. He said, well, you know, treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Got it. Keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Absolutely. Uh, never allow the muzzle to cover anything you're not willing to accept responsibility for destroying. And be mindful of your target. And I said, yeah, you got all those. I said, so what's the deal? And he goes, well, I'm not actively shooting the target. You told me to shoot two rounds. I've shot my two rounds. Now I need to take my finger off the trigger because mm-hmm. I'm no longer intending to shoot. And I said, you're absolutely right. Except, right, what we're doing here is we're training for a defensive purpose. This is a whole other aspect of, of of training, and this is something that'll come up in a future podcast, I'm sure. But you have to recognize in your training, there we're not breaking the rules; mm-hmm. we're moving the scenario. So I said, "Okay, I told you to shoot, and the drill is to fire two rounds. Right. But we don't want you to shoot and then go back to the holster. We want you to do a recovery drill. Part of a recovery drill is to keep the weapon pointed at the target. If you've just shot this target." Is there a real problem of pointing your gun at the target and keeping your finger on the trigger? Because if you accidentally shot the thing twice, accidentally shooting it a third time is really not that big a deal, right? I said, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to develop a habit that does not have an applicability to specifically what we're doing on the range. It has an applicability off of the range. Mm-hmm. And so you've got you to look at your training from that standpoint. And it took him a little bit to wrap his head around that is a concept. Right. We're not talking about that, though. No. What we're talking no. about is, you know, a guy who says, okay, once we go hot, you know, everything's okay, and if you've got to check your weapon, just go behind the line and check your weapon. Something right. like that, yeah. Right. Um, we're so perfectly okay to just be in a group. Yeah. Let me check to see if my sights fell off my weapon, and I'm... Take my gun out. Even if you're on a cold range, Right. Cold range, hot range makes no difference. The nope. if 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 you're running a range and 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 the, the belief is it's okay. Yeah. It's even, okay. Even, even well, and I would say even more so if you're on a cold range. Yes. Because now you're saying, let you can ignore the first cardinal rule of firearm safety. Yeah. That's ah, okay. Just pull it out. It, yeah. It'll be okay because we cold. cleared you on the yeah. line. It's cold range. Yeah. It's cold range. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So. When you start looking at that, so when you start listening to somebody's range brief, 
understand. Of course, if they if they just come up with some crazy shit, then yeah, it's time to leave, right? I, I, I've I've been there and I've I've heard people say things, and I went, nope, nope, you can just have my money. I'm leaving because I don't want to stay here and run the risk of getting infected with your silly bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at it and you know use some critical thinking about this. But if you're not sure. What you don't want to do is you don't want to start training yourself or engage in training that is going to cause you to develop unsafe habits. And that's the mm-hmm. big thing, I think, there. Uh, I, I think the first thing is, especially if you're doing something where you've got a range brief, yeah, is, is ask the question. Especially if it is, as you put it, right? This is some silly bullshit. This is, this is bad. Yeah. Um, did they, did you just misunderstand? Did you just miss here, or did they just poorly communicate it, right? And it very well may be when you ask the question that, well, no, 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 no. You, you, you. So, hey, let's face it. Most people, most places, are relatively safe. That are that are running yes. ra- that are running ranges. Um, I think you're more likely to run into these problems when you're on you know, Billy Bob's farm. Right, you know, we we see all kinds of internet videos of, of get some training from stupid an operator, pe- steep, stupid people doing stupid things, right? Um, so, if you're on yeah. a range and they're talking about shooting a lawnmower, leave. I saw that video. Mm-hmm. Or shooting a refrigerator full of tannerite. How far away? Um, didn't matter because the whole door came right by the guy, right? <laughs> so. I gotta see that. So, so, so safety, right? Safety, safety yeah. So, yes. Uh, if you don't understand um, explosives, look, I was not an EOD guy. I don't understand explosives. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna create a bomb and, and shoot it. So that's one of the differences between the Army and the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, a bunch of jarheads that have built a bomb. Let's shoot this and see what happens. Uh, shoot some tannerites, one thing. Yeah. Don't, don't shoot. Pack, packing, you know, a, a pressurized device with, you know, something, yeah, an explosive shoot, compound yeah. is... Not, or shooting a propane yeah. bottle. Yeah, That's see, probably not a good idea. See, these are bad things. It's not right? a good idea. See, these are things you should, you should, you should go If you pay. go to the range these and they're going to go, hey, at 25 yards, we're shooting propane bottles. <laughs> That's probably not a class you want to take. Well, shooting steel at, at, at three yards or... <sighs> Five yards or yeah. three yards or two yards yeah. or I'm gonna go on I'm, 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 I'm gonna go out on, on a limb on this one. Mm-hmm. We were at a range, we were running uh, a shooting match uh, down at Academy not long ago, and I was talking to one of the RSOs, uh, and he, and we're not gonna throw uh, the other organization on the bus because that's unprofessional, but they know who they are. And this RSO came up to me and he was like, "You're not gonna believe these clowns." I was like, "I bet I will," and he goes. Three times I had to tell them to quit shooting steel, steel plate targets. Steel plates, yeah. And they were at like three and five yards. Minimum distance for handguns on steel is eight yards, minimum. I don't shoot at eight yards. I shoot at 10 yards. Mm -hmm. I like that that two yard uh, extra. But five yards, three yards is way too close to shoot steel. And if if you're shooting steel and the RSO, then the range... Range people have you shooting steel up close and personal. Um, you're just asking to get hurt. Yeah. Well, and and it's um, and if it was Academy steel, those aren't those aren't angled. Nope. Right. So nope. those flat face steel. Splatter, that's coming straight splatter, back at splatter, you. 
<laughs> splatter yeah. back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, it, it's, you know, I guess the, actually the more we talk about it, the more you, you go, is a novice shooter going to know when they're faced with a dangerous range condition? That's a tough call. And That's, so... Then so here's the here's the soft mm-hmm. answer on that. If in your opinion it seems sketchy, leave. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable. I, I think that's yeah. That's, I you can get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, getting out so, of your so, comfort so, zone so is one I, thing. I don't I don't I don't want to mean it when I say it that way, but but if you are uncomfortable in this situation where it's like this is this this may go bad. Not I'm stretching myself, I'm doing yeah, but this could go south. Yeah. Yeah maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing. Yeah. If, if yeah. you look at this and you go, well, this isn't un- unherently, inherently dangerous. This is patently unsafe. Then you should go. But, but I, think, I think we can we can talk about some hard and fast rules. Yes. Right? If, if the range treats the weapon as if it is unloaded at any time, other than, other than... Clear weapon. Clear weapon. Right. Unless you're doing a demonstration and multiple people are clearing a weapon. Yeah. At that time. And the next time the instructor pulls the weapon out, clears the weapon again. And and even then you are taking a additional reasonable sets of safety precautions, yes. right? But but again, it goes it goes back to the oh it's a cold range, it's okay. We, yeah. we cleared you now. You you can Pull your gun, draw your gun, wave yeah. them around. Um, you know, if, if an instructor is standing in front of a group of students and they're drawing their guns and pointing them at them, that's that that's 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 a cardinal rule there, right? But anyway, the, and you know, again, going into the finger on the trigger, allowing your muzzle to cover things that you're not <laughs> planning on destroying, right? And you know, not understanding. Um, well, generally, if you're on a, on a range, you know, the, the target is downrange. But I, I, think, I think the point is that if you're violating the cardinal rules, I think that's those, those are pretty easy. Those yeah. are pretty easy for yeah. anybody to identify as as, as, as bad things. Yeah. Right? Um, some of these other things, though, I mean, I, just, I don't know. How many, how many novice shooters understand, you know, what the distance is to shoot steel? Probably none. Not, not, not many. Probably none. I mean, um, yeah. Because... It, Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you get to go shoot steel? Typically, you only get to go shoot steel mm-hmm. when you're taking a class from somebody. Most people right. don't have their own steel, mm-hmm. and typically, most people who buy steel, there's a little piece of paper that comes with the steel and says "Don't shoot this far," and it's in the wrapping, and they don't pay attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When shoot. they get stung, that's when they go, mm-hmm. "How far?" Google Siri, how far away from my steel should I be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it comes up with different answers. Right? It does because you know it depends on what sh- well, depends depend- on what steel you're shooting. Depends right. on what steel you're shooting. Depends how on how hard what, the steel is, and whether or not you're shooting handgun or rifle mm-hmm. or pistol caliber carbine, right? So realistically, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the general rule of thumb on that is people go, "Oh, well, you can you shoot handgun steel, which is a different different yes, set of steel, right? You know, eight yards and out. Uh, rifle steel, you only shoot at fifty yards or mm-hmm. out, right? Fifty is the closest you shoot it. Realistically, mm-hmm. most of the stuff you shoot at seven or, or seventy-five. Well, if I'm shooting my SIG 320 with 9mm in it, 
and shoot that at eight yards. If I'm running my Colt SMG with nine millimeter in it with a 16 inch barrel, I need to be shooting that at at least at 50 yards. Mm -hmm. If I'm shooting my AR-15 in 5.56 or 300 mm -hmm. blackout, I need to be slinging that no closer than 50 yards. If I brought my what, cool what, what, what? AR-15 pistol with a brace and a short barrel and a big compensator and a light and an offset thing and a fucking tripod and a dildo dispenser, I need to... I can shoot that at eight yards, right? No. No, you can't. In fact, you can't shoot that on my range. Go over there and shoot that. Cheesy bullshit. I think it hurt somebody's feeling. And you deserve it. Yeah. Um, so... We've digressed. I, <laughs> hopefully... Get vodka and coffee. Hopefully... Vodka and coffee? That's just a bad idea. Um, there's some other things you put in coffee, but I'm not sure about, about, about vodka. Um... Did did we did we saturate this with digressions? I think so. I think there were several digressions. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I am certain though that that we hurt several feelings because people are probably doing shit on what I carry. He says I can't yeah. point. He says I can't point my my gun at, at at people because I know I know it's unloaded. I'm a trainer. I'm an operator. I shot my I, I, I shot I shot steel at, at three yards. I'm I'm doing contact shooting a steel. Um yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure people are out there doing that. Yes. And and if you're doing that, stop. Yeah, because that stuff will bounce back and, and hit the um car seat. Alright. So feelings hurt today. Um <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll I think we'll see you next time. Um any any parting shots other than other than thanks uh, no thanks for W three for uh, for a good idea uh, hope you guys found this as entertaining as we did <laughs> we did all right Be we'll safe. talk to you next time <laughs> welcome to whiskey lead and steel feelings hurt while you wait it's the official podcast of the aggressive defensive solution is there an unofficial podcast. There better not be. <laughs> there, there you go. We're the one.